0: Welcome in to the Unnamed MMA Podcast. I'm Adam Abdallah. You can follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah. Across from me, as always, Jordan Sherwood. Follow him on Twitter at on ESPN 1000. No UFC event this weekend after. UFC 294 that we saw take place on Saturday we'll talk about that but there is some news about the upcoming UFC 295 in the next two weeks so we will talk about that as well but first Jordan let's recap what we saw a very quick main event uh from UFC 294 and uh some some iffy judging on the uh co-main event
1: some craziness also throughout of mm-hmm. the entire card. I mean, yeah, if you go to the main event, obviously I think there was excitement about the rematch. Alexander Volkanovsky, pound for pound, one of the best that we have. The featherweight champion jumping up in way to uh, re-challenge Islam Makachev, uh, who lost his opponent, Charles Oliveira due to uh, an injury that he sustained in the lead-up to the fight. So pretty impressive, Volkanovsky, taking the fight on short notice with about 7 uh, to 10 days to prepare and... I handicapped the fight that it was going to go Makachev's way. I just thought it was too tall of a task, too tall of an order for Volkanovsky to not only prepare for the challenge that is Islam Makachev, but do it on short notice. Uh, But I was wrong. Islam Makachev looked all the part of being one of the greatest fighters that we have currently on the roster with a first-round head kick finish of Alexander Volkanovsky. It becomes the first time that Volkanovsky has uh, lost in that fashion, Uh, and now he's looking at losses in two of his last three fights, both of them to Islam Makachev. And Makachev, I think, in in, in a lot of people's minds, starts to cement himself as that dominating champion, despite the fact that it was a short-notice fight and a guy moving up in weight because Alexander Volkanovsky held in such high regard. So if you had a ticket, with Makachev winning inside the distance, and you had a ticket, and a lot of people did on the under at four and a half. Credit goes to you. I thought this fight was going to the judge's scorecards. I thought, you know, just the skill sets, despite the short notice nature of it, both guys went to cancel each other out. But Makachev wins, and now what's next for him? Likely Justin Gagey. So, uh, you know, a retread, if you will, of a, of a challenger in the lightweight division. Mm-hmm. And then more importantly, we'll see if Alexander Volkanovsky does get his wish. And uh, challenges uh, or welcomes the challenge of Ilya Taporia in January for the featherweight strap. Is it too quick of a turnaround losing a fight in the nature that he did via a head kick?
0: Yeah, I mean, listen, he's not one that shies away. So uh, I feel like if the opportunity is there, he's going to try to take it, right? Right. Like if they offer him the fight, he's going to take it.
1: Yeah, I mean, because obviously, substantial or financially, it's going to be uh, you know worth his while. It's just mm-hmm. a, you know just a question of you know the, again bouncing back after that. Again, you know, he didn't have to cut a lot of weight to make the 155 pound limit. Obviously, he cuts more for 145, but still, there was a significant amount of weight that he had to cut to make the night. He had to travel, you know, some suck you know, a little bit to get to Abu Dhabi, and then obviously losing in the nature that he did.
0: Yeah, and then the co-main event, uh, you had Shamaev and Usman. And I thought that, uh, didn't Chemayev come out afterwards and say he thought he broke his hand? Broke his
1: hand in the first round. Yeah,
0: in the first round, which if you go back and watch it, that second round where they're basically standing the entire time until close to the end, and then, you know, the third round. I just thought when the judging came out, and it was a majority decision for Chemayev instead of unanimous decision. Like, I don't understand how you can watch that fight and think that Usman won the fight.
1: Yeah, I, I don't understand it either, but I think, you know, I guess when you look at it, you know, Chima, really the second round, nothing really happened. No. And then the argument was made that Usman was winning the third round or, or scoring a little bit in that third round. I mean, a lot of, always we have questions about the judges and, and what they're looking at. I'm just pissed off the fact that I believe I handicapped that fight correctly. I thought Hamzat Shamayev was going to run through Kamaru Usman and get a finish of the former champion. The well, it looked under, like when he got him on the ground in the first round, you're like, okay, it's only a matter. Here there's, we go. There's gonna,
0: four minutes left He's going to get the round. knock, he's going to yeah. get
1: the tap, he's going to get the finish. And mm-hmm. he had a couple of times in that first round where it looked like that was going to be the scenario, but credit where credit's due to Kamara Usman, the champion that he is taking this fight on short notice, surviving those difficult situations, and to go to the judges' scorecards. There's an argument that's made. He's making it that if had this fight been a championship fight or championship rounds, he would have been maybe able to take over four and five. And I still think you have to question Hamza Shemayev's ability to go into those championship rounds. Mm-hmm. Is he a guy that's going to be able to do that against the upper level competition? You look at the Gilbert Burns fight. You know that was the the highest level competitor that he's fought on his resume outside of Kamara Usman, and in that fight, he had a dominant first round, a close second round, and was arguably losing the third round. So if that fight goes to rounds four or five, does Gilbert Burns begin to take over? So Shemaev likely next for Sean Strickland for the middleweight championship of the world. That lead-up will be fantastic and outstanding, and I'm excited for that. But the handicap probably is if Shamayev does not get the finish in that first round over Sean Strickland, uh, we're looking at Sean Strickland, a cardio machine, a guy who could go for days, likely taking over that fight. So I'll be very interested to see what the odds are, you know, in that fight. Uh, but, you know, Shemaev wins, and, and we get, again, you know, a guy that should be the rightful challenger for the middleweight title.
0: Yeah, and then some other fights on that card. You know, you're looking at it. You know, the uh, Ankalaev and Johnny Walker fight ends in a no contest. Uh, and then uh, Osk- Alaskarov wins by knockout. Uh, Medoff wins by submission. I mean, our parlay cashed. Which was good. Harley Uh, Cash,
1: we had all five favorites. I mm -hmm. said Oskarov in the first round via TKO. Mm -hmm. That cash at plus 340. I was wrong on the Nurmagomedov fight. I thought that was going to go to the judges' scorecards or into that third round. But Nurmagomedov just completely ran through his opponent. And then I didn't talk about it too much on uh, this podcast. But if you follow me on Twitter, follow me on social media, I was talking about Mikhaev via submission over Tim Elliott. We needed to, to stretch for that. Tim Elliott was winning that fight, likely going to win that fight, but Mikhaev gets a submission in the third round. That cash about plus 300. And so that
0: takes us to our next uh, UFC event, which will be a fight night in uh, Sao Paulo, Brazil. There, literally every fight has a Brazilian fighter on it. You've got Derek Lewis in the main event. Uh, and that takes us to... UFC 295, which we've been talking about for a while because John Jones was supposed to defend his heavyweight title against Miocic, and uh, John Jones uh, tore his shoulder. Like he tore. It off the he told his tore his pec off, off the, the bone. bone, yeah. Which sounds, and if you see the video, it looks insanely painful. Like he just doubles over, grabs his shoulder, and is like, That's it, I'm done. And so the pec comes off the bone. I mean, that's what they were talking about is like an eight to 10 month rehab and after surgery and everything like that. So, eight to 10 months before you could see him fighting again, it could be even longer if he, you know, has to rehab a little bit longer. But so, right now, your see your uh UFC 295 main card is. Uh, Yuri Prochocka against Alex Pereira, and then Pavlovich against Tom Aspinall as your co-main event.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, more importantly for that is, okay, fine, we lose the legacy fight. We lose the opportunity for John Jones to, you know, solidify himself again as the greatest uh, mixed martial artist we've ever seen mm-hmm. in a title defense of his heavyweight strap against what many consider to be the GOAT of the heavyweight division, and that's Stipe Maocic. Um, You know, we don't get that fight. Uh, we don't get either fighter on the card, like Mayochik's not staying on the card to fight for the interim championship. And I think that speaks to a couple of different things. One, that this was straight up a legacy fight. That this was not necessarily a number one contender fight. Mm-hmm. Mayochik was one foot out the door, already retired. And I believe it also indicates what many people thought was going to happen, that John Jones was going to run through. Stipe Miocic, I believed it. That's how I was going to handicap it. John Jones inside the distance for sure. John Jones likely in round one or two. I just think that Stipe Miocic, yes, is one of the greatest heavyweights, champions, and competitors we've ever had. But he, he he's on to retirement. He's on to being a firefighter in Independence, Ohio. That's where his <laughs> mind is now. And this was a big money fight. And I'm sorry for Bay because he's losing out on, on a lucrative situation. And hopefully, maybe he'll get the opportunity in a year to get this fight. But really more importantly now, even though it's on short notice, we're getting a true number one contender heavyweight fight. Mm -hmm. Tom Aspinall came back from a torn ACL and looked brilliant in his return. Sergey Pavlovich has been just knocking people out left and right since he lost his UFC debut. So the winner of this fight becomes the interim heavyweight champion. Likely going to be waiting around for quite some time because I don't believe John Jones is going to fight either one of these individuals. So we're going to have an interim champion defending his interim title until John Jones is either ready to fight or, in more likely scenario, not ready to fight, and the winner of this fight becomes the heavyweight champion of the world.
0: Yeah, and it's unfortunate because you want to watch John Jones fight. You know, like, I was looking forward to this card. But, you know, to wait an entire year without a heavyweight champion, what, you're just going to wait around a year and not have a fight for a year with a guy? Like, you're going to have to... Like, the UFC needs that. Like, that's the, the you know... Like being heavyweight champion of the world is always like it's the supposed top, to be the marquee. It's the, the top of the mountain man on the planet. Right? Yeah, right. it's the top of the mountain, and so you know you don't want to have that just sitting there empty for a while. So it's good that you get a good fight. And the odds would dictate that it's going to be a good fight. Aspinall minus one twenty five, Pavlovich plus one hundred five. Those are pretty good odds compared to what we saw last weekend. These are a lot better odds for a fight.
1: Um, both now, fights, main event and co-main event. Yeah, main right event, there.
0: exactly. Yeah, minus one forty-five per Pereira and Prohaska is at plus one twenty-two. If this is for an interim title, I understand that. Why have has the UFC not put this as the main event? Like, why is Aspinall Pavlovich not the main event?
1: I, I, that's a great question. If maybe, you're giving
0: someone a belt, like they're yeah, going to give him the belt, right? Maybe
1: maybe it's arguably because, you know, Prohaska and Pereira was already on the marquee I as don't the co-main event. Who cares? This is a bigger deal. This it's, is for heavyweight it champion it is a bigger the, deal world. With the heavy, But it's for the interim. It, it, they're not going to remove Ew, okay. the tag of, of interim. I mean, that's probably the, the, again the ludicrousy of this. And that's why the rankings are shit. That's why the, <laughs> you know the, these interim titles are bullshit. You know they're just added to it to make it a little bit more exciting uh, of a fight card. I mean, I'm super amped for Pavlovich Aspinall again. Mm-hmm. Both these guys have been killers. I'm mm-hmm. still a, li- a little bit hesitant to back. Aspinall, I know he looked great in his return uh, after the torn ACL, but you know Pavlovich is going to bring the fight to him. Does Aspinall like, get the fight to the ground and start to work his Brazilian jiu-jitsu? Because we did see Pavlovich lose his UFC debut against Alistair Overing, Not a wrestler, but he took him to the ground, controlled him, got him out of there. Um, and then Yuri Prohaska and Alex Pereira being able to get the showcase now in the shine uh, of, of the main event. It's great. That's a sick, light, heavyweight title fight. I'm excited for that. But I think, again, like, my whole, my whole point about it is, is, like, John Jones is just there for the, like, legacy fights and not whether he's the heavyweight champion or not. And Stephen Mayochik, like, hasn't fought in over a year and a half. Like, again, retired. He's, he's doing his thing as a, as, a, as a firefighter now in Independence, Ohio, but he mm-hmm. gets a big payday to come back, and I think he was going to get obliterated. I'm asking you questions as if you're Dana White, but pretend you're Dana White for a second, right? right. Why
0: is Jessica Andrade and Mackenzie Dern not this weekend, like, next weekend in Brazil? Like that seems like a perfect, perfect main fight event. For it. Yeah. Like make that the main event. Uh, in Brazil. I hear
1: you. Well, you know Jonathan Almeida, you know should have his his opportunity to shine. That's why he's getting that showcase fight. He was supposed to fight Curtis Blade. But these Blades are two, these are two bigger names. Here's the thing. Like outside of the main and the co-main event, this, this fight card sucks. Does like, it? Yeah, it's not good. Kim Durr, which? Jessica Andrage, Matt Fervoa, ben- Benoit De- Saint Denis. That's okay, that's Oh, okay. Yeah, I know fight. what you're saying. I know what you're saying. But, like a
0: like compare but, this to UFC 296. But Andraj is, is a is a bigger name.
1: Yeah, but she's like 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 she's like two and four okay. in the last like six And fights. the
0: early prelims has uh Jared Flash Gordon on there.
1: There's your boy. Yeah.
0: There's I like boy. him. He's
1: minus one eighty two. Oh, he's, he's thinking easy. on Mark Mark O'Manson. Mark Madsen, The yeah. Wrestler. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh oh, you're gonna go against him, aren't you? Against Jared Gordon? No, yeah. Yeah, probably. I like the fade Gordon <laughs> a gets lot. He's knocked out a lot. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Well, when you headbutt him in the, in the head, in the face you do. Yeah. Yeah. Danger Snell is on the card. I mean, he's, he's interesting. It's an okay card. It's not
0: great. It's not great. Like, c- compared to what we just saw, and like, yes, the odds would dictate that it's not, and then... Obviously, going into uh, Leon Edwards, hopefully kicking the crap out of Colby Covington. Um, it's not biased at all. Uh, it's a much, it's not as good of a card as UFC 296 to end the year.
1: Like it's definitely not. No, UFC 296. I told, I told you this from from top to bottom. It's just yeah. every fight has yeah. intrigue for me, or at least one fighter that I'm interested in. in, in oh, every
0: fight. Complete. I mean, Vicente Luque, Ian Gary's. Yeah, to it be opens a, up the main card. T- Josh Emmett t- y- 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 Tremendous Sick. fight. I mean, that's a tremendous fight. Uh, you've got Patty, the baddies fighting. You've got the I king mean, of Kung
1: Fu's on the, yeah, on the, like, I the mean, main prelims. Yeah.
0: This it's crazy. It's crazy. It's going to be, it's going to be Cody a very brand
1: and Brian Kelleher.
0: Yeah. It, this is a very good card. We'll, we might need like 45 to an hour to preview that card. Yeah. Cause that's going to be really good. Anything else you want to touch on before uh, we wrap I, up? No, here? I think
1: I th- we haven't finalized it yet, but I think we're going to be joined by uh, Danny Sabatini from uh, Bellator All right. next week on the podcast. Bellator also coming to uh, Chicago. Always a, a great card. show when it's Always here. a great show. Love having those guys on, so we'll talk about that. But, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have some plays for next week's UFC fight card in Brazil. Almeida versus Derek Lewis. I mean, Derek Lewis still continue to do what he does, but, I, mm-hmm. I mean, Almeida has been a freight train uh, since he's gone to the heavyweight division, so I don't expect that to uh, to go in. We might go the brothers' uh, bomb for him, uh, you know, in a uh, parlay, if you will, against Dalby and uh, Vic Patel, okay. but we'll see. We have to dive into this card a little bit more next week. All right, I'll give you a play for this weekend. Take the Bears plus 8.5.
0: That's the play. Huh? That's my play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, take the the Chargers aren't that great. The Chargers have two wins too. You're gonna you're gonna say two two win teams and one team's gonna win by nine. Get out of here. No,
1: no, I'm not. I'm not suggesting that. I just get you know, out of here. Mean, again, it's it's You know, Tyson Bajan's exciting. I understand I love that. the story. It's not he's it's, slinging it. It's not a. Like,
0: it's not a. It's it's a. This Chargers defense is hot garbage, and they should have. Right, they should. It, be, it, it
1: is, but I just see Khalil Mack like doing something like. You okay. Know, just like, what did Max Crosby do? Nothing. Nothing, but I'm just like, like the storyline, dude. Like, Max Crosby doesn't have... you know attachments to the Bears. <laughs> Coil Mac does. I'm nah. a storyline guy. Give me some storylines.
0: I'm giving you the storyline of the Bears are going to cover. Hopefully, all right. And hopefully, I'm not the one that's wrong on this bond. The <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the parlay cash. So we're we're riding high. We're riding at least, high. At least we got that. He's Jordan Sherwood. Follow him on Twitter at Wood on ESPN 1000 Make sure you get all of his plays from Fat Sports.com. Sign up today. You can get football, college football. You get basketballs back in full swing. Obviously, you've got the World Series left. Baseballs free with the Fat Jack. Sign up now. FatJackSports.com, you can tune into the Fat Jack every Thursday night at 7.15 with Bleck at Abdallah. That's me, I'm Abdallah, and with Chris Bleck, he's not here. Uh, And then you can follow me on Twitter at Adam A. Abdallah, and we will be back next week to preview another UFC fight night on the Unnamed MMA podcast. Thanks for listening.